I've talked about this on the podcast before. I, I hate, hate that you said that after I took a drink. I'm so sorry. I it's okay. For you to no, swallow. it's fine. <laughs> I was like, I cannot spit this out. <laughs> sorry, I should have left time for swallowing. No, it's all good. Um, yeah, you gotta swallow if you don't want to worry about politics. <laughs> listening to this podcast i'm taylor i'm sarah and we are eating lemon oreos right now and i forgot how they taste like you forgot how they taste since you tasted them last or yeah since you just yeah. took a bite okay no. <laughs> like it's been a long time since i've had a lemon oreo and i forgot <laughs> so i just took a bite and i was like oh yeah <laughs> my mom gave me those for valentine's day and my Aww. mom is very sweet and she's trying very hard she but she does this thing where she will pick up on, which is not, this is not her fault, mm-hmm. but she'll pick up on when I get, like, a hyperfixation. Mm-hmm. And I definitely had a phase where I was hyperfixated on lemon Oreos. Mm-hmm. I'm not anymore. Don't care for them that much. Yeah. Honestly. Um, but she bought them for me, and I was like, this is so many lemon Oreos, and I'm never going to eat all of these. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she was like, well, I remember that you liked them. And I was like, that was months ago, Mom. <laughs> That's so sweet, though. It's so sweet, and there's, like, no way of her knowing that. No. No. And it happens all the time where she'll yeah. get me something and I'm like, ooh, I'm not into this anymore. <laughs> like, how but, would you have known that? But thank you. Oh, she's brought you two worms on a string oh. that she's, like, wrapped around. That's thank my first favorite toy is, like, thank two you for of those two worms little, like, on a string. worms on a string that are tied together at the tails. <laughs> she's so dumb. She's so silly. Oh my god. Okay. Wow. So we are gonna go through today. This is a suggestion courtesy of Bryce. Yes, thank who you, Bryce. Is the ultimate podcast, like, topic suggestion. He comes with a lot of our topics. It really does. Um, and so we're gonna go through, I think Sarah had found a list of, like, romance novel tropes. Yes. And I have a list of AO3 tags. So we're gonna just pick some of them, and we're gonna, like, rank and discuss our opinions on these specific tropes. So the AO3 ones are definitely gonna be more, like, specific to fan fiction. Yeah. Whoa. And so that's why we also have a list of, like, romance novel tropes. It'll yeah. be a little more easily because some fan fiction has like a weird system of tags where there will be words that typically that word means a different thing. Mm-hmm. But in the case of fan fiction, like well, you talked about lemons and limes. Like, yeah, they will discuss like the like spice scale in context of fruit. So it'll say yeah. like lemon, and you would know what that would mean. But it can be kind of confusing if you don't read a lot of fan fiction. Yeah. Also on the topic of lemons and limes, just to like kind of circle back to it. Oh, yes. After we recorded that, uh, Ro, when they listened back to the episode, uh, then sent us, and they were like, did you know there was actually like a whole like citrus scale that was like beyond lemon and lime. There was like a whole citrus scale for this. And I was like, I had no idea about this. And it was really funny. It included grapefruit, which I think is great. And grapefruit was like the spiciest. Which I thought was really strange, too. Yeah, I think it was for, like, in terms of, like, tanginess of the fruit equated yeah. to, like, the level of 
the intensity level of, spice. of the yeah sexual content. Yeah, and it was hair. I have a weird hair. There you go. Great. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, apparently there was like a whole thing where it was yeah. like oranges were the least, and then it was like lemons, limes, grapefruits. Yeah, and it was like you know from Very all the way funny. from like. You know, P like G P G like very kind of everyone friendly to like you know rated R yeah. explicit sexual content. Um, so yeah, follow up to that. Um, let's see. Okay, let me pick a couple from here, and we'll just like kind of yeah. back and forth. I have a whole. It's given me the a list of the twelve most popular. Oh. So and like these are not. This is one of those where it's like these are not like especially like interesting by themselves. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we like. Cause, and, like, you said, that those were, like, very specific. I don't know if we want to, like, go through these first, because these are, like, very basic that I feel like then a lot of, like, fan More fiction tropes, ones. like, get really into the nitty-gritty with. Mm-hmm. Like, friends to lovers. Yes. Which is, like, very common, but then I, like, I feel like a lot of fan fictions go really hard with it, and then there's, like, all of this other stuff to do with it as well. Um, it's got, like... Holiday romances and flings as another trope, which is like oh yes, love a good Hallmark Christmas movie. We love oh the amnesia mistaken idea. So oh my know, god, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know, like I don't know how these will like mix with that because like again, like like the Ao three stuff is gonna be like very specific. very specific versus this, which is like a lot more like general general and kind of like for lack of a better word, tropey. You yes. know. Um, so I don't know, do you want to go back and forth, or do you want to, like, do one list at a time? We can, let's do your list first, okay. yeah, then we can get, like, deeper in. Okay. So, I don't know. If we're gonna rank them, I, I'll just, like, read them off. Okay. And we'll see how we feel about them. So, friends to lovers. Mm-hmm. Enemies to lovers. Mm-hmm. Forbidden love. Mm-hmm. Which is different. The secret identity billionaire royal. Hang on, I feel like I need to write this down. Oh, I know. <laughs> I feel like I need, like, a notebook. We're coming back from, I just got up and walked away, so... We're gonna edit that part out. Uh, but we decided we were gonna write things down, and I was like, oh, let me get this notebook, and I only have one. And the only thing in it is, like, a list of, like, me attempting to start making a budget, and a drawing of that costume Blake and I made where we were both in the bed <laughs> <laughs> for the grandparents from Charlie and the Chicago Factory. Amazing. Okay. Um, here. I'll just put the paper like Perfect. that so we can yeah. each write on our own side it. of the paper. Here, we'll do a little... There you go. Uh, your side's bigger than my side. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Is it okay if I do this? Because I cannot write yeah, with the paper straight No, I, okay. I, I understand. Um, okay, so. So it was like friends to lovers. Friends to lovers. This is turned into, like, homework, but I, I cannot remember all of them in my head, and Sarah is holding the list, and then it was enemies to lovers. Yes. I feel like this is already a very good list in terms of, like, Potentially contentious takes that we have. Uh, forbidden them. love. Okay. Help. I don't. It like. I can't spell. <laughs> it doesn't matter. The notes are for you. True. <laughs> I think this is somewhat just a me thing and somewhat like a neurodivergent person thing, but I only have very strong opinions about everything. Yeah. <laughs> so I always struggle with those ranking lists because I'm like nothing's in the middle. I either love it or I hate it. Yeah. Uh, the next one was secret identity slash billionaire slash royal. Oh, God. Like the, like a Christmas prince or not Christmas. Mm. What's the one where he's like a fake prince? There's like all of them. There's one of those like popular Hallmark ones that I remember. And then of course there's the like 
the like more like because that's kind of a, a subversion where it's like I'm gonna pretend to be somebody important and I'm not, mm-hmm. but then the, that's well, a subversion. <laughs> yeah, that's a subversion of the far more popular. I'm gonna pretend to be just like a regular guy, but actually I'm filthy rich. Yes, and I didn't want to tell you about it because I wanted you to love me for me. For me, yeah, gross. Not my wealth or whatever. This is okay. So this is my favorite so far on the list. Stuck together. And then has a little dash, like, trapped in an elevator, in quotes. So this is, is this the same as, or different than the one bedroom? Um, because that feels similar? I feel like it's similar. Okay. I feel like that's similar. We'll lump that in, yeah. in there. Okay. Because um, that's kind of, we'll just put that all with the forced proximity trope, which is yeah. more how that would be worded in, like, a fan fiction context. For sure. But all of that, where it's, like, same bed, same hotel room, Stuck in a road trip, stuck in the elevator, whatever. Naturally, naturally. Yeah. Okay. This one is weird, because this one I feel like falls under the, like, forbidden love category. This one is best friend's brother or sister. Okay. Like, best friend's I sibling. Like where the... it's like, that's, that's kind of in that forbidden love category. Where it's like, the only reason that it's, like, a trope in the first place is because it's like, oh, no, I can't betray my friend like that. Which mm-hmm. has always been, like, a weird thing to me, too, where it's like, I'm going to betray my friend by, like, loving their family. Yeah, if your friend is that much of an asshole that they, like, won't let and you I date their like, sibling or something, yeah. that's, that's on your friend. Well, and I feel like that one, get, like, to, to sidebar for a second, I feel like that one, uh, most of the time, is like, oh, man, it's my best bro, but I'm in love with his sister. And the idea is, like, you can't fuck my sister. Yeah, that's, it's, and it's very like, gross. It's very, like, it's really gross. It's very, like, possessive, like, of, like... That's, like, the most of the time when I see it, it's, like, mm, icky. I know someone. You also know the someone, and I'm sure when I start telling you the story, you can... I feel like I already you know, know, know what you're talking is. about. Yep. I know someone <laughs> that had this problem recently that discussed this person oh is, God. like, in the dating scene and has a sibling and was like, oh, my sibling has a cute friend that I know is single. Oh. And the sibling was like, no, that's gross. And I was like, that feels really icky <laughs> and kind of possessive. Yeah. But also, because I know which friend it is, I feel like their sibling's right in this circumstance. This, that person that I just discussed, that, no, the sibling's friend was the person I showed you that picture of. Wait, okay, hold. Oh, hang on. Okay, we're gonna pause this for a second. Okay, we're back. Yeah, we're back. I know what we're talking (laughs) about now. Ew. I rescinded my statement from before. Ew. Um, it was, uh, yeah, there was unfortunately yeah. multiple friends and the, multiple siblings. Yeah, no, unfortunately, yeah. And this this particular sibling was not being gross. No. Or, or this this one was being gross. The other one wasn't. Yeah, anyway. No, this specific instance that I'm referring to was a weird, I just don't like you dating my friend because I think it's weird. Yeah. My friend's gonna, like, like fuck you uh, eventually. That's so, I hate it. I that, do too. And that literally is, like, always it. Anyway, uh, the next two are, whatever, second chance and soulmates. Okay. So those are the, that's there. Another favorite of mine, uh, fake relationship. Okay. I don't know why I like that one so much, but I think it's funny. No, I love that one a lot, too. Uh, then we got, oh, the wedding fever a la runaway bride, jilted, jilted best man or best friend, wedding planners, like all of those. Okay. So the, like, it's about a wedding, but then it's actually somebody else's romance, where it's, like, 
all framed around like my friends getting married and I'm in love with the groom or I'm in love with the her her best friend or yeah I've never been able to find love and now I'm gonna meet somebody at the rehearsal dinner that I find love with or whatever mm-hmm. that, yeah 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 uh let's see then there's the amnesia mistaken identity oh my which, god which we love. Is there a, I got hit by a bus three minutes after we finally got together one on there? Because that is my least favorite. I know that's not going to be on there, and it's not going to be in the list of AOT tags. There is not, but please go on. We've talked about this many times. There is a specific trope, specifically in, like, more of the, like, Wattpad era of fanfiction, like, kind of younger, typically younger teenage girls that write this type of fanfiction. I know exactly what you're talking about. Where the two main characters, it's always in, like, slow burn, which is... If you don't know what, I'm sure you do, but, like, if you don't know what that is, slow burn is specifically when it's, like, very drawn out. It's, like, it's, like, the the romance slash dating version of edging. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, very, very drawn out, like, usually super long, takes them forever to get together. Um, and then they will finally get together, and then one of them gets, like, hit by a fucking bus or something, yeah. and then it's, like, and, and then, then they, they like, wake up, remember. and they don't remember, or it's, like, I think they're gonna die, and they're, like, in a coma for yeah. a long time. It's, that's the, that's the least, that's the, my least favorite thing, because I don't mind a slow burn. No, But the either. point of the slow burn is the payoff. Is that, yeah, then it's very the, satisfying when they like, get together. It, again, <laughs> using, like, the, the idea that it's, like, romantic edging. The <laughs> point of it is that it's so much better when you finally get the payoff. You're like, ah, oh, yes, this is what I wanted this whole time. Um, and the worst thing you can do with a slow burn is reset it. If they've finally gotten together and it's like, yes, this is what we've all been waiting for, don't make one of them terminally ill. Don't <laughs> put one of them in front of a moving bus. Don't make one of them suddenly have to move to another country because they're, they've been weirdly engaged this whole time since they were six because they have a rich uncle or something like that. Don't do that. Yeah. No. You know, you've lost your audience. <laughs> All we wanted was for them to get together, and now you're not letting that happen. Much like real life edging. <laughs> Much like... If you don't get the balance right, it's not good. It's not good. If you were like, alright, I'm finally gonna let you come. Just kidding! I would be, I would leave the room. I would, like, we're not, we're not... I'm never having sex with you again. Yeah, if you get to the point where the person is already starting to have an orgasm and then back and up, you're like, like just it's, that is not good. It's not good. That's not good. <laughs> Much like Edge. <education. laughs> oh my god, I just realized that this list that I've found is like a particular person's list. And so it's got this list, and then it says, like, here's tropes that I use in my books. Oh no. Oh my god. That is so funny. Oh my goodness. Yeah, okay, it gets more in depth, but I we don't need to I go. I feel like we have a good list yeah, for now. Yeah. That's no Yeah, that's enough. Um, okay. Let me look at this for a second. I already know. Do you want to start from the bottom and go up? So like worst to favorite. I I think so. Okay. Yes. Because, like, like, there are a couple that I've already said off the bat that I'm like, I kind of like this one. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like I can, like, mark those as obviously not the bottom, but I yeah. don't know which one's at the bottom right now. 
Okay, well, I'll go first, because I know which one's go the bottom. Go for it. Uh, definitely Amnesia. As mm. previously discussed. True. Hate that one. That one's definitely the worst. Because uh, it's, yeah, it's like, it gives you that, like, what you want is the build-up. And typically, it's like a resetting function. Even if they're already together, even if yeah. it's not a slow burn, it's like, they've just gotten together and one of them gets Amnesia. It's like, yeah, it gets, it's, it's very frustrating. Yeah. For me personally, when it's like, you know, you've seen this, like, really sweet relationship develop between these people, and they have, like, a connection, and it's, like, they reset, and one of them's then, like, having to fight for it all over again. I think yeah, that's why people like it. Yeah, where it's, like, it's, like, you would, like, it's it's this idea of, like, wow, somebody would fight for them, like, like no matter what, like, over and over yeah. again. A lot of 50 like, first dates. Yeah. It's, like, oh, that's so sweet. And it's, like, sure. It, it kind of. But I get frustrated. Yeah. But also, it's like, yeah, I guess it's sweet, but also, like, it can verge into, like, obsessive territory, where it's like, why is that person fighting for you over and over and over again? Yeah, it's like, if, when, you're, if you're married, sure. Yeah, it, like, if you've already made a commitment to that person, absolutely. But, like, at some point, I feel like it's it's almost like a, this is... Creepy. Creepy, possibly a little self-serving, because it's like, if the if the fantasy of it is, like... I want somebody who would fight for me over and over and over again. It's like, you're literally not thinking of that other person's happiness at all. Yeah. That's if not- the other person is, like, telling you to fuck off over and over and over again and you're not- that's that Yeah, weird. that's- yeah, that's not cool. No, no, no. The only time I've seen Amnesia done, like, well, is in Sleepless in Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> I've not seen that in a hot minute, but you're right. <laughs> because in okay. Sleepless in Seattle, it's hilarious. Yeah. And she doesn't end up with that guy, and so it makes sense. Spoilers for Sleepless in Seattle. That movie is, like, 30 years old, it's at least. Came out in, like, 1995 or something. Who is that? Julia Roberts? No. No. That's the one with... No. Who is it? Wait. Because Julia Roberts always plays the... No, that's the one with that guy in it. It is. I don't remember that guy's name. I don't either. Anyway. This is what every conversation with us is like in real life. It's like... <laughs> yeah. Both of us are very out of touch. <laughs> We're... <laughs> so it's like, you know, that person that was in, well, like, oh, know. what's that movie called? Oh, you, you know. And we, and we do know. We, we both, can't tell you. We both know who we're talking about. <laughs> I'm going to get a, at least one text after this. It's like, you meant this person. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, I did figure it out eventually. Yeah, we'll get that. We did figure out who it was in Pride and Prejudice, by the way. Oh, good. Yeah, because we had, it was like, I think it was our, like, our last recording session where, where we couldn't remember the name of Kira Knightley. Oh, And Rohan had texted yeah. me, like, it's Kira Knightley, like, when they were listening and, like, I forgot about it, that. I was like, when you said yes. that, I was like, nice. As if it was a conversation you had with a different person. Yeah, I was like, there. no, that was me. That My was bad. You. <laughs> <laughs> it was me. Um, I feel like we've already discussed again, like, friends, sibling, bad. That one is, like, I would say middle for me, Middle? Actually. It doesn't, I'm, it's... It depends on how, I've read some where it's like, where the sibling is not putting any of that pressure and it's all like, I'm worried that my sibling is going to think it's weird or something. Yeah. But like, I've read some where it's not that bad, where it's like, it starts developing, but it's not like ever a secret, it's more just like, oh, I kind of have a crush on my friend's sibling, and then the sibling, the friend's like, the sibling's friend is like, I kind of have a crush on them too, but like, I probably shouldn't, like... And so there's good, like, sexual tension, but then when they do get together, it's not, like, a secret. There's a robin out your window. Aww. Aww. He's so chubby. I don't see him. He's, like, if you lean forward a bit more, he's, like, <laughs> through this middle pane. I still cannot see him. Aww. Oh, well. Boo. Anyway. Um, that one's, like, definitely, like, <laughs> mid to low tier, but I would say maybe, like, seven. 
Yeah. If Amnesia was ten. I don't know. I, like, for me, it's one of those things where... It's, like, I don't see it done well often. And also, I'm just, like, generally, like... There are so many things... Here's my thing. Here's my thing. And this is, I think, in general, like, in, like... Not in... It's like If I'm reading, like, romance or erotic literature, obviously, like, a lot of it centers around the idea that like the, like the like the romance is like the like the main part of the plot. So yeah. that's part of it. Yeah. But I think in general like in the in like greater fiction as a whole it's like there are more interesting things that can cause conflict for your characters than the fact that they just like think they can't be together. Mhm. And that, that one's always, cause it's like, it's one of those that like, this would be solved if you just talked. Yeah. And those are frustrating those to are me. Those are so frustrating. Where it's like, please just talk and then this will all be fixed. That's irritating. Yeah. And that's kind of where, like what happens with the like, that the is friends, very siblings common, yeah. and in most of the forbidden love ones. Yeah. Forbidden love would definitely, as an overall, would be my nine. Like it would be, it's very low. It makes me stressed. Especially when it's, like, situations where it's, like, I read recently, oh, what was that one called? If This Gets Out, which came out recently, and it's based on a Larry Simonson fanfiction. Oh, okay. Uh And it's, like, two boys in a boy band, and one of them is already, like, not publicly out, but, like, you know, out to friends and family. Ah, yes. And it's, like, you can't ever come out because we think it'll make the band look bad, and Mm. they start, like, they get together. And it's, like, you can't ever, you know, tell anybody or anything, because we think it'll, like, ruin the image, like, they don't want anyone to find out, and everyone loves, which I think people like this, which is, like, the riskiness of, like, public sex and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. That's in there a lot, which, for me, that's, like, fine in certain situations, but it's always, like, nobody can find out about this. Let's have sex in the elevator of the hotel and hope that no one sees, like... Like, it makes me so stressed. I'm like, don't do that. Don't do that. This is supposed to be a secret. You can't do this. <laughs> it makes me too stressed. So I don't like, that one's very low for me. Yeah. Also, I did just realize that there are 12 of these, not 10. Oh, I don't know how to count the 10 apparently. Wait, this, is there 12? There's 12. I only have 11. What? Wait, which one do you not have? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, wait, no. Oh my bad! I forgot to. I wrote it down, but I forgot to like list it. Holiday romance. Oh, sorry. Oh no, you had already said that, and I just like didn't. I that I think that's why I forgot to say it. Okay, let me re. Okay, so I'm still gonna say amnesia is my eleven. This pen just like suddenly stopped working. Oh no! There we go. Here. Amnesia is definitely still eleven. Okay, forbidden lovers ten. I'm gonna say friend sibling is nine. I'm gonna knock that down a little okay. bit lower. Okay. Okay. Um, because that and forbidden lovers are very similar. Yeah. It's like that's more just like an offshoot. Yeah, and forbidden love is like, again, for me, a little bit better than the friends thing, mm-hmm. personally, but only because like there are some times where it's like literally been forbidden, and it's not like just like a let's talk this out kind of thing. Yeah. It's like actually forbidden, and it's like okay, that's a real conflict. To, yeah. To me, you know. See, the, the amount of real conflict, the more real conflict there is, the more stressed yes, I get. Exactly. <laughs> you know, fair. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would say my eight would be wedding fever. I just yeah. don't care about weddings that much. Yeah. And I don't, I personally, which is obviously not a statement on anyone else, personally do not 
believe in marriage. Like, I don't think that it's necessary. Like, I think if someone wants to, sure. Yeah. But I don't think it's necessary. And I think there can be a lot of weird stuff in the wedding ones about, like, a lot of the stuff that kind of comes around marriage about, like, the properness of it that I'm just like, It's all very weird. And, like, this is coming from somebody who is married. I, I have some very strong opinions about marriage, just, like, generally. Because it's one of those things where, like, the institution of it is um, coming from, like, from a religious standpoint, because I am religious. Coming from a religious standpoint, it's, like, the, like, legal aspect of marriage is a hoax. Like, it doesn't do anything for anybody. It's not real. And then even even going farther than that, like, all of the, like, like, the ritual and the pomp and circumstance and all of, like, the... Like, the the classic wedding vows. Like, all of those things that are written down where it's like, you have to say these things, is fake. It's all made up. It's all made up. And, like, it doesn't really matter where you think marriage comes from. I know where I think marriage comes from. It doesn't really matter where you think that comes from. But the, the point of it, the, like, core of it, is that you've made a commitment to somebody. Yeah. And that is something that you can do without anybody else present. And that's, uh, yeah, I have a lot of opinions. Yeah, I feel like the tradition of it, like, whatever that means to you, is, like, that was what has value. But when people start telling you that it has to be a certain way or that you have to do certain things because of whatever reason and not because you want to and because those practices have meaning to you, that's where it gets, like, weird for me. Especially in terms of the, like, legitimacy of a relationship as defined by marriage where it's, like, you're not in a legitimate committed partnership with someone because what, you're not married. Yeah, it's like, like, who cares? Who cares? I work with a, a woman, who, and she's so sweet, and she just got married. She had a little courthouse, courthouse wedding, like, over the holidays, which was so cute. She was so excited about her little baby Christmas wedding. Mm-hmm. She, was so, it was, she was so excited. But she's been with her husband for, like, years. They have four kids. Yeah. They, like, and, and she's like, well, we're not married. I'm like, Yeah, Yeah. stop it. No, it's okay. Like, just because you don't have the tax write-off doesn't mean you're not, like, settled. Yeah, it doesn't mean you're not committed to that person. You don't have to, like, you don't have to qualify your relationship to me, of all people. Yeah. Like, you have four children together. Don't, I am, like, you don't have to, like, make concessions for me. Yeah. No. Who cares? Yeah, that's, that's what I don't like, is the, like, the... Yeah, that it's like, it's not legitimate unless you're married or whatever. Exactly. It's like, people have lots of reasons why they choose to not get married. Yeah. Who cares? Um, on the topic of wedding fever and that trope, I feel like I kind of want to, like, lump holiday romance in around that same time. Yeah. Because it's that same, like, the sensationalism of it, and there's this whole, like, idea of, like, you know, the holidays are more romantic somehow because everybody's in their, like, fuzzy feelings and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um... So, it's I would similar. S- yeah, no, I I feel that I don't dislike it, but yeah, I don't. It's fine. Like it. Um, I would say the secret identity trope is pretty low down for me. I'm gonna put that at my six. Okay, I'm at eight. I don't know how I got so far behind you. How did you get so far behind me? I don't know. Wait, where's your twelve? What's your twelve again? Oh, I was at eleven because I forgot to change oh. it again. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Like, how did I do this? Hang on, let me go back and scratch them all out again. <laughs> You're still ahead of me. That's. I don't know how that's happened. Because I okay. have um, 
Starting from the bottom, Amnesia is my 12. Yes. And then Forbidden Lumber is my 11. Yes. And then the fr- best friends slash, like, siblings, you know, friend or whatever. Yeah. Is 10. Okay. And then I have Wedding Fever at 9. Yes. Holiday at 8. Yes. And then I'm putting Secret Identity okay. at 7. Okay, then I'm not that far behind. Okay, good. Okay, so it's just it was just that we were in one number off. Okay. Yeah, it's that I had already put my 7 and you hadn't. Yeah. Because um, I feel like... The concept at its core is fine for me, but I do feel like it always incorporates that thing we just talked about, which is, like, I'm not gonna tell you because I want you to, like, get to know me for me, and then the other person always gets mad. And I'm yeah. like, that is so reasonable. Yeah. To be like, I'm not it's- gonna tell somebody something private about my life until we've, like, been dating for a while just because you want to build trust. That's healthy? You shouldn't, yeah. like, it's healthy to be like, yeah, I'm gonna wait to divulge, like, certain details about my life well, until like, I trust someone. Hello, like, you don't, like, it doesn't matter, like, when people, it's one of those, one of those, like, things that's like, you don't, you shouldn't discuss on a first date. When people, like, people always say it's a red flag when people discuss, like, how much they make on a date, like, especially early in the relationship, when they're saying, like, when somebody's, like, bragging about how much they make, or even if they're, like, bringing it up at all, it's like, that's not, that shouldn't be a factor, and that's a red flag because you're putting too much emphasis on the amount of money you bring in. Yeah. And that you're, like, putting emphasis on that, which means that that must be important to you. So literally, like, it's a red flag if you bring it up, but then it's, like, mi- like you're mis- tr- like you're distrustful if you don't bring it up. Like, you- what? That doesn't make any... Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't make any sense. It's, the logic does not track for me. No. The concept in and of itself I'm, like, fine with, but yeah. I, it's so it's so rare that that is not part of it, where it's like, yeah. then I find out I'm gonna get super mad that you never told me yeah. you lied the to only, me. The only one where I'm like, I can kind of understand some, like, some, like, upset feelings in is, like, if you, like, if you don't, if you choose not to divulge that you are, like... Uh, like royal or something like that like a like it's like a prince pretending to be like a you know like a random mm-hmm. person because like in that situation it's like okay well if i'm getting into a like a like a serious romantic relationship with you that's something that is going to affect my life yeah like in a very real social way like if i am like publicly your lover then i'm going to be subjected to like all of the like politicized you know, like, the tabloids and all of this stuff, and I, that's something that I'm going to be subjected to now as well. And so that's the only one that I'm like, I can kind of understand some upset there. Yeah, if you get far enough in, I feel like the problem is that they're never far enough in for it to actually be a problem. It's like, we've known each other three weeks. Yeah, it's where it's like, we're kind of starting to, like, feel like this could become serious. twice. <laughs> or, you know, yeah, it's... It's like, that's not early enough for you to expect, like, that's not... That should not be far enough into the relationship that if it's like, oh, that's not going to work for me, that, like, that's going to ruin your life if you yeah, break up stop. because you find out about that. Like, no. it's been three weeks. Just settle down. Everybody settle down. Exactly. Okay. Um, would you put that also? I would also okay. put that, yeah, that's my seven as well. I think we're only off by the forbidden love versus um, siblings, and we've just, like, flip flopped Yeah, we've just flopped them. So we're, we're... I figured we'd be pretty close. We're doing good. We have very similar taste in, like, We're so compatible. And we are very compatible. <laughs> I'm coming for your woman, Daniel. <laughs> oh my god. We've had that joke ongoing for so long that, like, between me, Sarah, and Daniel, like, at any one point, it's like, there's two people yeah. and a third wheel, and it could be yeah. any one of us. Yes. The... The, like, that's one of, that's become one of, like, the metrics by how it's, like, it's, like, are we really good friends? And, 
the metric is, has this person made a joke to either me or my husband about, like, stealing one from the other? <laughs> <laughs> or, like, somehow getting into a relationship with them? And if so, then that means we're really close friends. There you go. All of my close friends have either joked about having sex with me or with my husband. <laughs> so there you go. That's what happens in, like, queer friend groups. Yeah, it's just... If everyone's not actually fucking, they're talking about it. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta talk about it. You gotta wanna fuck your yeah, friends kinda, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, if not, why are you even friends? <laughs> to be clear, I do not stand by that one No. Day. That is, like, not so bad. Not at all. Recipe for drama. Um, okay. Somehow, like, my, I'm not, like, I don't have any, like, strong feelings about what to go for next, but, like, I keep getting drawn to second chance. I was about to say second yeah. chance also, because and I don't... I think- feel negatively about it and I don't really feel that positively about it's it. Just it's just not just exciting. Fine. It's just yeah. very middle of the road. It's just not exciting. It's whatever. Yeah. You know? Mm. Um. Hmm. See, I feel pretty positively about all the rest of them so it's gonna be hard to yeah, like separate them are, from each other. We are like in the upper echelon of it now. We are, yeah, we're, we're at, we are to top five. We're now in the top five. So. And it, we have left friends to lovers. Enemies to lovers. The stuck together one bed forced proximity trope, yep. soulmates, and fake relationship. Yep. Huh. Of all of those, my next one, my number five, I feel like is gonna be either friends to lovers or soulmates. Mm-hmm. Mostly because those are like the most generic. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, per- personally, I, to me, ideally, you would be on a friends to lovers pipeline. Like you wouldn't be like getting into like a long term relationship with somebody who you didn't already also have like a like a you know, at least some kind of like friendly relationship yeah. with where you can like talk. Yeah. Because that's always the trick that's always like the problem when people say it's oh it's so unrealistic that they got together so quickly. The problem there is that it's like the only basis for your relationship is romantic. You don't have a basis, a foundation of like just general companionship there. Yeah. So. Yeah. Of the of of all of them, one of those two is gonna be my my number five. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm gonna put soulmates at five and friends yeah. lovers at four. I think that. Like if soulmates one, right. if done really well, can be good. But like those ones where it's like everyone wakes up with like a ticking clock on their eighteenth uh, birthday. Yeah. It'll like stop when you like you meet, meet your soulmate your, or whatever, yeah. and it's like all those right. ones are kind of weird to me because it's like. When you go into a relationship with a concept that's like, we're supposed to be together, I feel like that makes things kind of weird. Yeah, it puts a lot of, like, pressure on a relationship that I feel like is it makes Yeah, it makes the characters, like, less, like, you don't grow to like them and their relationship with each other and then be like, let's see if they get together. It's like, they're gonna get together. I mean, it's it's a romance, they're gonna get together. Yeah, sure. But it kind of, like, it kind of gives away the punchline a little bit. Yeah. Where it's like, you know that they're gonna get together, and it's like, especially when it's like a soulmate, but then they, like, try to reject their soulmate, where they're like, oh no, not this person. It's like, Yes, yeah, it's like person. soulmates and enemies to lovers at yeah, the same like, time. Yes, this person, and we all know this person, and so yeah, like don't. It's like it that in that sense, then like the conflict is not fulfilling because it's like this isn't doing anything. This is just like this is like bad, like slow burn. Yeah, this is bad edging. This is bad edging. <laughs> <laughs> it's edging, but it's like too aggressive. It's like not okay. Yes. 
Okay. Okay. Um, well, let's see. We've got... Oh, we're down to the top... We're in the top yeah, three. We're down to oh, enemies man. to lovers, fake relationship, and the forced proximity one bed trope. I'm a absolute sucker for all three of those. I am too. <laughs> this is so hard. See, Enemies and Lovers is good because there's really good sexual there's tension. always such good tension. There is a very thin line between love and hate. And hate fucking has a lot of appeal to it. Yes, absolutely. I, like, I personally wouldn't. But did like, I tell you? Yeah, did I tell you that I finished The Pool Boy? Oh, did you? Yes. Or, or excuse me, The Pool Boy and The, the Frat, Frat Boy. boy. Yes. What did you think? I loved them both. They were both very The good. Frat Boy was so good. The Frat Boy was so good. The Pool good. Boy was like a little tamer, but I still liked it. Yeah, I really liked the, which I think we talked about this last time we recorded, The Frat Boy, which, because I really liked that there was a lot of aspects of like kink and threesome yeah. and stuff that you wouldn't traditionally see in yeah. like a normal romance novel that I was like, ooh. Yeah. Their like initial hate fuck was so hot. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> it was so good. Oh my god, yeah. Sarah and I are suckers for hate fucking. Apparently. Yeah, apparently we are. We knew this. Oh, I knew that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay, I think I'm gonna go with fake relationship at three. <sighs> because I I do like a good, you know, we're gonna pretend to be, you know, boyfriends for the paparazzi or you know whatever. Yeah. yeah. We're gonna have to like pretend to get married to like assuage our family rivalry or something and then we slowly fall in love but i feel like that also kind of plays into the forced proximity yeah where it's like yeah and the reason kind you're, of is similar. you're having to like do all this stuff together and so yeah you're gonna fall you know what other. okay here's oh oh boy okay okay i think i'm gonna agree with you i think i'm gonna put the fake relationship at three mostly because it's almost like so like the like Stuck together and fake relationship kind of they're kind of similar. Very but similar. Stuck, stuck, the, the forced proximity is just a little bit more like overt. Yes. But I feel like the fake relationship is kind of like that bridge between the friends to lovers and the forced proximity because it's yeah. like we're in a fake relationship. So fake relationship is usually friends to lovers. Yeah. But it's got a fun twist. Yeah. 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 I feel like I'm gonna that go with right. forced proximity. My two then. And um, yeah. enemies to lovers has to be number enemies one. Enemies to lovers has to be number one. Yeah, I mean you cannot you, do better than a hate. You box. literally can't. <laughs> you can't. It's just can't. too good. Okay, so did we? We literally agreed on everything except for except we flip flopped yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, because we've got enemies to lovers. Here's our final ranking: enemies to lovers, mm-hmm. stuck together, forced proximity, one bed trope. Yes. Um. Then fake relationship. Yes. Friends to lovers. Mm-hmm. And then we have soulmates. Second chance, secret identity, mm-hmm. and then holiday romance, yes. wedding fever, yep. and then where we got this off where we was differ. the I put friends slash siblings like you know sibling as ten and forbidden love at eleven. I flipped those where forbidden love is at ten, friends siblings is at eleven, and then amnesia is twelve and we both fucking hate amnesia. Yeah, it's the worst. It's terrible. Okay. Now, we're going to transition to AO3 tags. Love it. Which is going to be a little different. (laughs) I like that I opened my note where I had put written down the timestamp we needed to cut out where I walked away. And then it just says, Mommy's working. Much like edging. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm going to read it. I'm going to purposely pick out some interesting ones. So, first of all, one of the top ones on here is ABO Dynamics. We already know how we feel about that. Yes. Um... Alternate universe. How do you feel about alternate universe? I am... I'm kind of a fan of alternate universe. Like, I think I've said this before, where it's like, 
you know, you, it, it gives you, it gives you, it basically, it like strips the context away where you can just really focus in on the characters. And I think that's what AO, A, AU is for. Yeah. Um, a la the coffee shop AU that I like just Sarah put loves random a good people coffee shop AU. Love a good coffee shop AU. Where, cause like the, and the idea, and I know the reason that the coffee shop AU is so popular is because nothing happens in a coffee shop. A coffee shop isn't where things happen. It's just a place for a conversation and meet cutes and, yeah. and you have like, like a, an attachment to a character specifically. Yeah, and so like, what you want is the character, not yeah. the circumstance. Character, like nothing, like you're not going to like, you, there's not going to be a, like a big happening in a coffee shop. It's just where you go to have conversation with your, your closest friends and stuff. Yeah. And that's the idea that makes it so. Yeah. Like, you're getting appealing. the like living vicariously through certain characters yeah. that you really like. Yeah. Is what you're getting. Um, let's see. Should we pick another, like, ten of these to rate? Or, like, how do we how do we want to do this? Ooh, that's a good question. Because this is the list I'm working off of. Woo! It's a very big list. So big I'm just going to go through and pick ones that I thought were fun. <laughs> Excuse me while I crunch on a cookie and then I take another bite of lemon Oreo. Sarah's, like, nibbling a lemon Oreo throughout. <laughs> She's been eating one lemon Oreo. It's been 40 minutes. I didn't want to, like, crunch it on... <laughs> Um, I feel like what we can just do is go through and pick certain ones and just talk about how we feel about them okay. instead of having to rank them because I think it's going to be too hard to, like, pick out. Um, oh, here's another one. Awkwardness. I hate, hate, and I think- Kill it. Yeah, I Jail. hate intentional awkwardness. I hate, Mm-mm. like, when you get, like, what's the word that I'm thinking of? When you feel awkward because somebody else is that awkward. secondhand embarrassment. Yeah, secondhand embarrassment. Yes. Oh my god, it makes me want Jail. to, like, shrub off into a raisin. It's awful. Yeah. It absolutely does nothing for me. Um, Bottom of the list. Here, for sure. Here's a random one that's on here after that, which is bathing slash washing. Ooh, that one. Okay. I like that one. Yeah, I'm okay like, with it. <laughs> there's a scene in um, Lola and the Millionaires, which we've talked about, and Sarah has not read. I don't remember if we ever came back to that. I don't know if we ever did. But we could. Yeah, there's a scene in <clears throat> Lola the Millionaires, towards the beginning, where she's, like, developing a relationship with, like, one of the earlier on characters. And she has, like, a very bad thing happen to her. And a big part of that is kind of that, which is, this also, this specific scene plays into that, like, hurt, comfort yeah. trope, which is also on this list, for sure. Yeah. Um, and so, one of the guys that, like, you know, he's like, I really like her, but I don't want to be a creep. Like, I, I want, my the, my primary focus is to, like, make her feel better. Yeah. And so they, like, take a bath together, and it's, like, really, really it's sweet. It's so And he's, like, sweet. washing her hair, and it's, like, it's meant to be very innocent. They definitely fuck after that. Oh, yeah. But, and, like, like, the whole intention is innocent. Like, I'm just trying to take care of you. Well, and my favorite thing about it, too, is that it's, there's so much tenderness in it. Because they do fuck afterwards, and it does describe that there is, like, some tension there. Yeah. But, like, this, the, the whole point of it is, like, the tenderness of it and, like, just that it's like he's trying to like no you've had a bad day let's just focus on you yeah even though i'm like like attracted to you and i like want to act on this eventually right now it's about yeah taking care of you in spite of that and like that's what and really that's kind of like it doesn't like say this explicitly but like it's not doesn't take a genius to figure out that's what like enables them to actually act on it later is that he didn't push anything. He wasn't, yeah, it wasn't, he wasn't like, oh man, or... I'm so horny, I'm just gonna see what she does. It was like, no, I'm gonna focus on her and her feelings for right now. And then when she felt better, she was like, hey, we just took a bath, a bath together and that was pretty hot. Like, it yeah. worked. Yeah, that's, it's, it's sweet. It was very sweet. I love it. 
Let's see. Um, how about bodily fluids? That's mm. what I, I have talked about this on the podcast before. I, I hate, hate that you said that after I took a drink. I'm so sorry. I it's okay. For you to no, it's fine. <laughs> I was like, I cannot spit this out. <laughs> sorry, I should have left time for swallowing. No, it's all good. Um, yeah, you gotta swallow if you don't want to worry about bodily fluids. <laughs> You gotta swallow. You gotta swallow. <laughs> Have you seen that lady on TikTok that makes the like the lewd bird pun T-shirts? Yes, it's so funny. I have such a crush on her. She's so fun. I love it. Mo's so's. That's who we're talking about. Yes, she's so cute. She's hilarious. She's so cute. And I, the most recent one I saw was Oh uh, my god, I don't spit. I, yeah, and, and then it's a, a, like a picture a, of a swallow. Swallow. Like yep, a bird. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, do not like bodily fluids. Grosses me out Gross. in real life. So yep. Um, let's see. Hmm. What I'm else? I'm trying to pick through for, like, a good... Yeah. <laughs> I love cuddling and snuggling immediately followed up by daddy kink. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, it's in alphabetical order. <laughs> I love a good, like, again, that's the kind of the same thing, like, a good cuddle slash snuggle yeah. scene where it's like, this isn't sexual. Not, this is just, yeah. like, we're just, like, finding comfort in each other. Like, yeah, companionship just, and just being yeah. close. And that's my favorite thing, because, like, there's so many things, there's so many, and I love that it's in a trope, too. That's the thing that's crazy to me, is, like, it, that there has to be a trope that exists for this, because that is just, like, companionable. That's just, like, how people have yeah, relationships. Yeah, that's just, that's just, like, non-sexual intimacy. Yeah. You know, the, like, really important kind. Yeah, but I mean, you know. Yeah, there's some that do it really well too. Where it's that's like, true. They will just I don't know. It's like very sweet and very well done. Um, <laughs> death. <laughs> Next one. Oh my god. Yeah, I hate the ones where somebody dies. No, it's so bad. I do not want that. I don't want to. No, no. I don't. Want, I don't want to be like reading something that's meant to be horny and it's like, oh, and also this person's dead. Yeah, no, I don't no. mind it if it's like peripheral. Like we're gonna like bond over like someone in your life has died and yeah, like, but I don't fine. want it to be like the most of it. It's just depressing. I'm like, and this is I know this is a generally unpopular opinion. I think, um, or at least, or maybe that's just my perception of it. Mm-hmm. Generally speaking, I am not a big fan of like real life stressors entering my like literary escapism. Yeah, I don't want to feel the anxiety that I'm already feeling. Yeah. But just more. <laughs> yeah. So like I know a lot of people and and this is totally like it's just everybody's experience is different. So I know like a lot of people will find like a lot of comfort if they like read something that is similar to an experience that they're having in real life and like seeing how the characters go through that and deal with it. It's like cathartic. Totally get that. Um, for me, though, I'm like, I, if I'm dealing with something in real life, I'm not reading for catharsis. I am reading for escape. Yeah. I don't want to hear about it. I don't, I don't want to, yeah. Yeah. So. No, I, I am right there with you. Definitely, it's an escapism thing. Yeah. Okay. Enemies, we already know how we feel about that. Uh-huh. Very positively. Yeah. How about finger fucking? <laughs> I mean, I usually feel great about that, but... <laughs> Who doesn't? Mm-hmm. I love that that's one of... The, this is so funny, the list of tropes that I'm like... What someone is trope? Someone is specifically looking up finger-fucking mm. on AO3. Like, that's very I specific. will say this. Oh. Well, because it's kind of like a... It's almost like a fetish. Um, that's true. I will say this. One trope that I do enjoy is the, like, the public finger-fuck. 
where they're like not quite like they're they're still early where they haven't like crossed that line yet but then somebody like initiates something in like a public like they're at a restaurant in like the dark like broody romantic corner mm-hmm. and they like initiate a like a finger fuck or something like that in in this very public setting <laughs> where it's usually not to completion it's normally just like a here's a little taste kind of thing mm-hmm. but it's like a hey we haven't crossed this bridge yet but I'm gonna cross it in a very public space time for me to cross your bridge <laughs> damn it that's how I purposely <laughs> waited until you took a drink <laughs> For sure, what that um, is. Yeah, here's like fluff, hurt, comfort. Yes. Yeah. As long as it's done in pro, I don't prefer them if it's just fluff. Yeah. Because for me, that's like too emotional. Yeah, that's a lot. Where it's just like a a lot of. <laughs> Again, that's a lot of intimacy. That's a there's a lot there. Yeah. And it's like it's good in like, in little doses. Mm-hmm. Um, but too much, and it's like I. That's a lot. I'm, I'm feeling uncomfy. Yeah. For I'm those who called out, don't know because I did realize that that's kind of specific. Fluff is when it's like specifically like sweet, tender moments, not sexual. Yeah. So it's like the usually there that will be interspersed with like smut or something yeah. else. Or but there's some where it's like just fluff. Where yeah. The whole point is that like it's just them being like kind of sweet and like gooey with each other. Yeah. And that's like a little too much. For and me. it's it's oftentimes used as like a fluff versus smut. Yes. Similar to like lemon versus lime mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yes. So it's almost like not the opposite, but like the precursor. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So like a lot of times there will be ones that are just fluff intentionally where yeah. like, there's no sex in this. Where it's and some just like to be cutesy and tender and sweet. Yeah. Which is totally valid, but uh, it for people who have a hard time with like real life intimacy. Yeah, that's uh, not what I'm going to this people. <laughs> like, these people are being really vulnerable and I don't like it. Yes. I love the wrote this instead of sleeping tag. <laughs> it's really funny. Let's see. Um, in public. We know how Sarah feels about that. We do. <laughs> she feels positively. Sarah feels positively. I feel... I'm very specific about, like, if it's one of those situations where it's like, we're in public but there's no one here. Mm-hmm. Which I guess technically wouldn't be public, but like, like it's a public it's, setting. Yeah. But I get very stressed in the same way where it's like, you know, this is a secret relationship. Yeah. I get very stressed that like, someone's gonna catch you. Yeah, you're going and, to. I feel too stressed. Like, I'm too stressed in real life for anything public because I the whole time I would not be able to do it because I'd be like, someone's I get gonna that. see. Like, yeah. That's the funny thing is like, I am also too stressed in real life for anything public, but the idea of it really intrigues me. Yeah. As we have previously discussed. Yeah. I feel like if done right and respectfully of other people, like, there are ways that you can do it. Yeah. But it makes me stressed. Um, LGBTQ themes. Themes? Okay. Yes. We love a good LGBTQ theme. We do. Um, medieval. Med- ooh. A weird thing to call a trope, but go off. Uh, yeah. 
if that's I believe that's what would normally be called a setting. I believe so. <laughs> so I don't know if that's like they just mean like medieval AU or oh maybe. It's also right after that is medical. Oh, and right before it is manipulation. Oh, <laughs> whoa, whoa! The progression of some of these tags and the way they're written is like the bigger the text is, like the more, the more popular pop- that yeah. is. And those are understandably quite small. Yeah. Uh, LGBTQ themes is quite large. Well, mm-hmm. imagine. Mythical beings and creatures. Okay. Also very specific. Very specific. Is that, what is, like, is that, like, the monster fucker stuff? Or is that, like, we're going to fuck and also there's a unicorn over there? Let me click on it and see. <laughs> is that supposed to be? Like that one, this is a very specific thing and I'm probably outing myself for this. Uh, but I have this, like, very, like, vivid memory from way back when it was, like, I was, like, trying to, like, figure out sex stuff and couldn't figure out sex stuff and didn't know how to search for that on the internet and was also, like, terrified to search for that on the internet. Um, what you can do instead is search for, like, mature, like, like, the cutscenes from mature video games. (laughs) And, um, one of them that I remember vividly... (laughs) That I found was cutscenes from The Witcher. <laughs> like one of the Witcher games. <laughs> okay. And which he fucks some girl who's probably an important character, but they never say their name. I don't know who they are. Fuck some girl on like a like a like a taxidermized unicorn. <laughs> That was extremely specific. <laughs> it's like, and it's her idea. This is my favorite thing. It's like, it's her idea. She's like, it's not and just like, we started fucking, yeah. and this, we just happened to be by there this were... unicorn. It's like, let's get on the unicorn Yeah, she's, sex. it's like, she's like in her office, and she's got this unicorn, it's like, like her favorite or something, like she likes this unicorn for some reason, and he's like, we should have sex, and she's like, well, only if it's on the unicorn. <laughs> what? This is a very specific memory. <laughs> Also, I would like to tell you that I clicked on that that trope, the mythical creature the myth- trope. Okay, and okay. the first thing that comes up is a Draco Malfoy ex Professor Lupin in werewolf form. Oh no! <laughs> oh my god! No! And the tags on it are fucking wild. It's like eggs, emotional hurt, internalized homophobia. <laughs> Monster fucker okay. type situation. Neato. It's just a weird thing to call monster fucker. Uh-huh. I like that one of the tags is just penises. <laughs> penises. <laughs> Who is going in AO3 and is just searching like penises? penises? <laughs> a child. A child. Oh, that's my favorite, too, because it's like, who's going to AO3? Like, it's like, a child is like, I'm curious about penises, and so instead of, like, like, like what, like, what is your search engine of choice? Like, where are you going to go to satiate your curiosity about penises? Gotta go to AO3. Yeah, let me go to, let me find not, AO3 and just search penises. Not Google Images, not anything like that. No, AO3. Yeah. Okay, here's an interesting one. Okay. Pregnancy. Oh... I, that's an interesting one. That is a very common one, specifically in more of like the Wattpad type yes, genre of yes. 
stories. But when, oh my god, when they, like, have sex for the first time, and then it's, like, you know, the next morning, or like two a, weeks later, oh, yeah, or whatever. Like the, the classic, like, Twilight looking at her perfectly yeah, flat you, stomach, like, You've gotten what? pregnant, like, somehow instantaneously. Immediately. And you immediately have pregnancy symptoms. But yeah, where it's like, they suddenly get up and are sick, and I'm like, I'm not reading this nope. anymore. I know exactly where Done. this is going. Can't Done. do it. Too much. No. And it's, that's, it's like, not only is it, like, very unrealistic, but it's also like, what's the point now? Like, what are we, like, what's the build? What are we building toward? I feel like it definitely gets into, which, I mean, I personally don't like children and don't want any. So I can see how maybe if, like, you really did and it was like, you know, you get, there's like that sweet aspect of then, like, a lot of times it'll be like, you know, watch the, like, the boyfriend or, you know, the person I fucked one time, like, have a really sweet relationship with this baby now. And, like, there's a lot of tenderness in that. I think that's gross. Yeah. (laughs) Tenderness? Ew. Gross. <laughs> but, like, yeah, I'm like, this is, you're taking out this out of now what would have been, like, a romance novel and making yeah. it more about, like, a family, like, yeah. which if that's what you want, sure. But sure. Like, but it's I didn't not... come to, like, read a book about people fucking and then there's also, like, and here's the consequences of your fucking. Yeah, and it's, and here's the, the weird thing about it, because, like, it's not as though, like, children are the antithesis and the, like, destroyer of all romance. No. And it's certainly, because, like, that's what a lot of people like to pretend that it is. And they're like, oh, once you have kids, your relationship's ruined. And it's like, no, you just didn't put enough effort into it to begin with. And now that there's one thing to, like, keep, like, to, like, take up what little effort you were putting into your family, now there's, like, no romance because you're not trying hard enough. Yeah. Um hot take I guess um (laughs) but it's it's not the antithesis of romance but it's not the most romantic thing no so it's kind of like I don't know if you're reading a romance novel it's like you don't want this other stuff and like personally my if if you're going to include children in your romance novel Personally, I would prefer to read about, like, people in, like, a like a very long-term relationship who maybe have felt a little bit disconnected because they're putting so much effort into their kids and they they feel really busy and they're trying to, like, rekindle their romance. I would prefer to, to read something like that. That seems, like, more interesting to me than, like, we're gonna try to do a romance, but in the midst of this romance, I'm gonna, like, write about pregnancy hormones and how that's fucking with your brain and how you're, like, uncomfortable all the time. Like, that's not romantic. No, that's, that's, that sounds it's horrible. Like, and, like, maybe, sure, there are a couple tender moments in there, but, like, again, it's not pretty. It's not a pretty thing, and it's certainly not, like, the magical, tender, sweet thing that everybody makes it out to be. It's not. And so it's really weird, especially, like, getting older, it's weird to read about it. Because I do want children. But it's weird to read, like, it's weird where, like, people, like, people, like, romanticizing the idea of being pregnant. Yeah. And then they're like, now let's, like, like, we're gonna go through the whole process of this whole, like, nine-month romance that culminates and, like, now we have a kid. And it's like, pregnancy sucks for, like... 98% 98% of people who get pregnant. Yeah. It sucks. And so it's not like, it's not like tender and sweet. It's really just like uncomfortable and like a lot of like 
just hurts body stuff. Yeah, gross and... body stuff and like hurt feelings over nothing because your like brain is just on the fritz constantly. Yeah. It's like this isn't a good this is not a good place for this. No. I agree. I don't know if anyone <laughs> this does like that. To be that, fair. Was a, that was a lot. It was a lot. That was a lot of build up. A lot um, of conversation about that. <laughs> slice of life. Mm. I do not like Slice of Life. Slice of Life, uh, that's fine. It's, it, I get bored. Yeah. I understand why people do like it. Yeah. I know that Roe is particularly a massive fan yes, of Slice of Life. Yes, they are a huge fan of Slice Daniel is also a pretty big fan of Slice of Life. And I think it's one of those things where, like, again, similar to, um, fuck, I'm gonna forget, hang on. We're, oh, like, we were talking about, like, how, you know, like, you know, reading about something that you're going through in real life can also, like, can be cathartic. Yeah. I think it's kind of that similar sort of vibe where it's like, you might want to read about real life or, like, real life typical everyday things because you want to feel like the things that you experience in everyday life are, like, okay. Yeah. Which I get. Um, but it's not, like we said, it's not an escape. It's not interesting. It's not like yeah. a... That's not what I'm coming to a book for. Yeah, yeah. It's just different strokes. Different strokes from different folks. Exactly. Whatever tickles your pickle. Exactly. <laughs> threesome. <laughs> Love a good threesome. Love a good threesome. I sent Bryce a text last night, just out of literally nowhere, that mm-hmm. just said, to threesome or not to threesome. <laughs> He texted me back and said, in the book, or are you DTF? (laughs) (laughs) Both, but I'm glad that you knew what I did really mean. (laughs) I was like, no, I'm trying to write a threesome scene. Oh my gosh. And I was like, I'm trying to decide if it belongs here. And he was like, yes. (laughs) Absolutely it belongs there. Yeah, he was like, I think so, if it's done well. And I was like, well, I'm aiming for Here's hoping. (laughs) Yeah, here's hoping. I'm sure it'll be great. Yeah, we'll have a good threesome. This is a weird sentence. As I'm sitting over here reading through, like, torture, trauma, oh violence, un- unrequited voyeurism. <laughs> Weather? I- <laughs> Weather? <laughs> I like it when some of them string together to, like, create a new sentence. Like, unrequited voyeurism. Yeah, we love some it's unrequited like, voyeurism. Hello, I think that's just stalking. I think that's just creepy. I think you're just breaking the law. I love this. Your War weapons. The, like, end of this is very violent. Yikes. Topping. <laughs> we love topping. We do. We love a good top. Oh my god. We love a good top. Lordy. Pretty sure we are a good top. Mm. I'm an okay top. I'm a good top. I'm sure you are. I, I, I absolutely believe that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah, we've gone through all the good ones. Sad. Sad? Oh no! <laughs> there are some of them that I definitely get where people are like, if I'm feeling really sad, like, I want to read something sad. So yeah. like, kind of, it's like a cathartic, like, purging of the sadness. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't want to feel more sad. No. Like, this is going to ruin my life if I yeah. just feel more sad. That's one of those things. And, like, that's why, of course, there are so many different things. And everybody can enjoy what it is that they want to enjoy. And it's lovely. And that's the great thing about writing. But... The people who say, they're like, man, I just need a good cry, so I watched a sad movie. I'm like, what are you talking about? Why? Why did you 
What do you mean you need a good cry? What does that mean? That's happened to me a few times where I can tell that it's like, I'm feeling really like sad or like something, like some sort of difficult feeling. And I know that I will feel better yeah. if I cry because that's how crying works. Yeah. Um, so there's been a couple of times where I was like, this would just be so much better if I just did cry because yeah. I'll feel better and I'm like annoyed with how I'm feeling. I Especially if it's that. for no reason where it's like, I'm just feeling really sad today yeah. and it's like, so I I'll do watch, get that. I watch that scene. This is the scene that, this is one of the only things that ever makes me cry because I do not cry very often or very easily. That scene from The Fox and the Hound where she drops oh. Topper off in the woods no. and he's like, why are you leaving me? No, <laughs> she has to tell him just no. <laughs> Every time, so if I, and it's been a long time since this has happened. But like Man. I used to do that, especially in college, where it's like, yeah. oh my god, like I'm just so stressed yeah, and like frustrated, sure. and I'm feeling so many things. That it's like I know if I just cried, I would feel better, and I could like just move watch on. So super sad. <laughs> yeah, so let me just watch the scene with the fox in the house. Yeah, she, like leaves Topper in the woods. I feel like and hey, this is again. I'm probably telling on myself because I probably should do that more but i'm like not aware enough of when that needs to happen mm-hmm. and i'm just I'm like not only can i not read other people i can't read myself um and but i ha- i feel like that's probably something that i should do especially cuz recently i've been experiencing this fun phenomenon where if i like listen to like a song uh, especially, like, a song from, like, my childhood, like, a Disney song or something, like, you know, like, I'm, like, mm-hmm. singing along with Disney or whatever, I, like, keep feeling this, like, sudden urge to, like, tear up <laughs> that I have to, like, then repress. <laughs> Why are you repressing it? Because I don't want to cry at a Disney song on my way to work. <laughs> I don't want to do that. I understand the inconvenience of the timing, but perhaps if your body is telling you, like, I need to cry. I know. It's because you need to cry. I mean, probably should. I definitely get it, like, on the way to work. Yeah, I'm not going to just, like, I... fucking fall in my car on the way to work. I'm going to look like a nightmare when I Yeah, get there. no, I can't do that. But, like, <laughs> if you just regularly been like, I feel like I need to cry right now for no reason. <laughs> this could probably a reason. Probably should. I'm just putting this together now that this is something that I should address. Sarah's over here like, why do I always feel like I need to cry? It's been happening so much lately. What's going on? Oh my god. Perhaps you're feeling emotional. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Maybe I need to process some things. Talk to your therapist about that. I, do you know what's so funny? Every time I meet with my therapist, we do talk, but like periodically she'll be like, so is there anything else you want to talk about? And I'll be like, Man, good question. You need to do what Ro does. I need like, to make throughout a list the week. Yeah, like do. oh, let me. Yeah, like let me write I down always, real quick. I always forget. And um, you better fucking write that down. <laughs> hey, why do I suddenly feel like crying all the time? <laughs> I was. <laughs> yesterday at work, I was listening to Encanto on my work computer because I was just like put like a little yeah, noise, like, a little noise to like get me through. Um, but it got to the last song where they're like, we're going to rebuild our house and it's going to be okay. And at the end of the song, for anybody who does, again, spoilers, I guess, Mm -hmm. but at the end of the song, when they're like, okay, everything's done and, um, they're like, okay, it looks pretty good, but there's just one more thing. And again, this is all in song form. They're like, it was just one more thing. 
And she's like, what is it? The you know, Mirabelle, the main character, they're like, oh, we need a doorknob, which is a whole thing because of the, the movie. I'm not going to explain Encanto to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'd also like everyone to know that Sarah went to her phone to start writing that down and then and stopped, stopped writing it down and, then and started turned her phone back off. Said, yeah. <laughs> but at the end of the song, they're like, oh, we need another thing. We need a doorknob. And then the littlest cousin says, we made this one for you and you get a doorknob. And it always makes me cry. And I was like listening to it at work. And like this song came on and I was like jamming and it's fine. But then it gets to this part and I was like, I can't cry at work over this Encanto song. Sarah, this feels like the part of one of those romance stories where you're like, she pregnant. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, like she's crying a lot now. Uh-oh. Oh, I can assure you I am not. Hope not. I fucking hope not too. <laughs> would be very inconvenient. Don't forget to write that down. There's a hair. There's a cat hair on my phone. I can't get it out. Okay. I hate that. They get stuck oh, everywhere. Okay, okay, okay. I'm going to write it down. What am I writing down? Why do I feel like crying all the time? <laughs> <laughs> like, Sarah, you're like, why do I feel like crying all the time? She's going to be like, oh, God. <laughs> I'm going to start writing things down and she's going to be like, uh-oh, this is a lot more serious than we initially thought. You're like, yeah, it's because I just forgot yeah, all the I stuff that I keep forgetting the things that are upsetting me and that are, like, causing me problems. And I'm like, I, this is why, like, I've joked in the past where I'm like, haha, I could, like, I'm bi, but I couldn't date a girl because I would be, like, such a fuckboy if I dated women. Um, and I've joked about this in the past, but I think... It, there's a lot more truth to it than I like to admit. Because <laughs> I'm over here and I'm like, man, there's probably several things that I've just refused to process because I don't know how. I'm like, it's fine. <laughs> My grandfather's in the hospital. It's fine. I'll just leave that alone. Maybe you should write that down too. Maybe. <laughs> This has turned this is into a terrible s- ending to this episode. Oh, really bad ending. What about our tropes? Did we 